so have there been any other surprises that have occurred as part of this whole market change? Some surprises, but then when you think about them, you shouldn't be surprised, right? Welcome back to Core Conversations, a Core Logic podcast, where we tour the property market to investigate how economics, climate change, governmental policies, and technology affect everyday life. I am your host, May Claire Bolton Smith, and I'm just as curious as you are about everything that happens in our industry. The housing market has shifted significantly over the past year. The U.S. was defined by frenzied overheated competition in 2021 and early 2022, then home buying demand collapsed in the second half of last year. Now, both buyers and sellers are finding that it's a bad time to be in an active market, which has created a standoff. Well, homeowners and potential buyers seek to weather the storm, prices have slowed significantly, and some states are even beginning to see decreases. So to talk about this rapid market adjustment and what the near future will look like for the housing market, we have CoreLogic Principal Economist Molly Basil. Molly, welcome back to Core Conversations. It's great to be here today, May Claire. All right. So you've been on this podcast before uh, a couple times last season, and you were talking about trends in the housing market. And one of, I think, my favorite episode of last season was housing myths that we talked about with you. So if you haven't checked that one out, I definitely recommend you should go check it out. Uh, but do you want to just remind our listeners about yourself. Who are you? What do you do here at CoreLogic? Sure. I am a principal economist in the office of the chief economist. And uh, basically what I do is analyze and forecast the housing and mortgage market. Um, you know, sometimes it's an easy task. Sometimes it's uh, <laughs> a little depressing. But um, and we also do a lot on uh, the single family rental market, uh, including ah. a single family rent index. It's a lot like the home price index. Which also is quite depressing these days from a lot of things. Exactly. It depends on who you are, actually, what side you're looking at it from. True. Okay. So last time we talked, the big topic was the impending market slowdown. So while we've seen some sluggishness in the market, but has it been as severe as we anticipated? Yeah, I actually uh, would have to say it was probably... If we were looking at this a year ago, it was probably more severe than we anticipated. And what we really did not anticipate a year ago was mm -hmm. the uh, jump in mortgage rates that we saw. Mm, so yeah. in 2022, mortgage interest rates rose by the at, um, rose the most since the 1980s. So it's not they're the highest since the 1980s, but that increase we saw was the most increase since the 1980s. And that's really had a profound impact on the mortgage market and, and the housing market in general. Yeah, sure. I can I can understand firsthand because we're in the process of buying a new home right now and mortgage rates are not what I want them to be. Uh, and I know I'm not alone. So that, that really is what's driving a lot of the conversation today. So are there particular areas of the country that have been impacted more than others by this market correction? Yeah, I'd say uh, if we look at uh, where sales have declined the most, and then also where prices have taken the biggest hit, it's, it's really in the West. So okay. Washington State, Oregon, California, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, you know, every, everywhere in the West. Um, yeah. And then some parts of the country have just not really seen much of a decline at all. Um, so these places that were really booming last, you know, before the, mm. the downturn, um, they've seen some of the biggest declines. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. So have there been any other surprises that has occurred as part of this whole market change? You know, some surprises. So but then when you think about them, you shouldn't be surprised, right? So sure, yeah. 
you know, when you see the market slow down, uh, one of the big reasons for a slowdown has been that sellers are really not wanting to sell. So, and they've got a couple of reasons for that. I mean, we can go into mm -hmm. that more later. So it's just that um, they don't want to give up their low mortgage rates. They're not getting sure, the prices yeah. they want or they thought they might get compared to a year ago. And they're pulling back from the market. So that's, um, they're not putting, you know, it, they're not listing their homes. So that's creating even more of an inventory crunch than we've right, seen before. Yeah. Um, we've seen first time home buyer activity pick up. So I was a little surprised about that. But if they're the ones particip participating in the market, then, you know, their share is an increasing part of the market. So surprising. But then when I kind of thought about it, you know. Yeah, it kind of makes surprising. sense when you kind of mm -hmm. put it all together. And yeah, it, it's interesting. And I'm going to hold back with some of my frustrations with some of this because I'm one of those people that are buying a house with very low inventory and 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 sellers pulling out and pulling back too. So it's a, it definitely is a stressful time to be a home buyer. Um, probably, I mean, being a home seller too, but being a home buyer in this market is, is really challenging. Speaking of low inventories, if you want to know more about what's going on in the housing market, be sure to follow us on social media using the handle at CoreLogic on Facebook and LinkedIn or at CoreLogic Inc. on Twitter and Instagram. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now let's jump into one of the big newsworthy topics of the year, interest rates. So you talked about this, you, you touched on this briefly, but um, can you talk a little bit about how the interest rates really are affecting the home prices? Oh, yeah, they, that, that, I mean, interest rates is what's really driving all of this. And if you want to even back up even more to what's driving that, it's inflation. Mm -hmm. We can mm -hmm. argue all day about why we're seeing inflation, <laughs> but yeah. inflation has been persistent. And this persistent inflation um, has got the, the Fed just wanting to fight that persistent inflation. They're dedicated right. to fighting inflation. So they are raising the federal funds rate. And, you know, sometimes they're raising it in uh, pretty large increments. Um, so creating a little bit of uncertainty about what's going to happen to, to to interest rates in general. And that's caused mortgage rates to really uh, jump. Um, so, you know, we start with the inflation, we go to the Fed actions, and we see this jump in mortgage rates. So the mortgage rates jumping has affected buyers, obviously. The mm -hmm. buyers are seeing some of the worst affordability on record. Uh, I looked wow. at affordability index. It's the lowest affordability since the 1980s. Okay, another time wow. when inflation was really high. Yeah, um, wow. So affordability issues, uh, mostly, um, you know, we've been seeing home prices rising for more than 10 years. So you know, with home prices rising, that was one issue, but mortgage rates had fallen to the lowest level on record, you know, below 3%, mm -hmm. well below 3%. Yeah. So that kept, kept monthly payments really low. So right, that yeah. would allow buyers to get in there. But then with mortgage rates jumping, we call that now the double whammy of high yeah. prices and high mortgage rates that's causing an affordability crunch. Okay, let's go deeper into the state of the economy. It's that time again. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. We're going to do the numbers in the property market. Here's what you need to know. By February 2022, equity gains were the lowest recorded since 2019. Still, home prices nationwide increased year over year by 4.4% in February 2023, compared with February 2022. And forecasts indicate that on a year-over-year -year basis, prices will climb by 3.7% from February 2023 to February 2024. Price depreciation hit the Western U.S. hard. 
Eight states out west that were previously considered relatively expensive recorded annual home price losses, and tech company layoffs have likely affected housing demand on the West Coast. But workers going back to the office in other areas like the East Coast and Southern U.S. are holding prices steady. And that's The Sip. See you next time. That's buyers, you know, causing a yeah. slowdown. So if you're less demand out there, that's going to cause um, prices not necessarily to go down everywhere, but to, you know, a little air come out of the prices. So growth to, mm-hmm. to yeah. lessen on home prices. And then, uh, as I mentioned briefly before, we've got, got sellers. Um, they're not really necessarily wanting to put their homes on the market. So I'm sitting here in my house with a uh, less than 3% mortgage rate. Right. Yeah. If I wanted to yeah. go buy another house <laughs> and sell the one I'm in, I'll take out a new mortgage. What am I going to end up with today? Six and a half, maybe yeah. seven yeah. percent mortgage rate. That's a huge jump in my monthly payment. Yeah. So, really you know, there's is. a big disincentive for me to get out there and buy a new home and then therefore put my home on the market. So fewer homes on the market, less demand. That's just creating you know, fewer home sales. Um, and really mm-hmm. just causing prices to, to start to, um, or at least growth to be weak. And in some areas of the country, like you said, prices are declining. Yeah. I guess it triggers the thought too, as, you know, with these high interest rates, is it is it dictating or changing the kinds of mortgage that people are getting? Like, is there oh, a greater yeah. probability of like adjustable rate versus the 30-year fix, which is pretty standard? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, So when we go into, you know, prior to this um, jump in in 30 year mortgage rate, um, arms were about, uh, let's see, 4%, let's say, (laughs) of Mm. the uh, overall mortgage originations were adjustable rate. Um, And, you know, that's pretty low, right? Um, But we head into now, you know, the end of 2022, there are more than a quarter of originations. So um, it makes sense for for those who, you know, are uh, rate sensitive or or at least, you know, payment sensitive to want to get on Mm -hmm. in on the lowest mortgage rate they can. Um, They're betting on, you know, say they take out a five-year arm, they're betting that mortgage rates will be lower in five years. It's probably not a bad bet to make. Wow. And you used the term arms, that's adjustable rate mortgage. Adjustable rate mortgages. Yeah. They can come from, you know, I think a lot of people think of adjustable rate mortgages just being like a one year fixed period and then adjusting mm-hmm. after that. But, it, you know, five year arms are also very, mm-hmm. five year adjustable rate uh, mortgages are also very popular. Yeah. Which is really interesting because I know there are other countries like Canada that that's the way mortgages are, are written. Like 30 year fixed mortgages aren't really the thing like what they do is you lock in for a five-year period and then you have to you you readjust to a new rate so it's something you know i know we have listeners in other countries as well too that you know we're talking about how things are typically here in the u.s but other countries this this is the standard and a lot of people are going to be faced with a much bigger payment now because interest rates are a lot higher than five years ago when they locked in their mortgage yeah that's right the u.s mortgage market is really unique when we talk mm-hmm. about this 30-year uh fixed period and you know it does protect the buyer uh, or the the mortgage yeah. hold from those uh, unexpected rate jumps. So yeah. and, and that's why when we do want to track adjustable rate mortgages, because we mm-hmm. when we track risk in the mortgage market, um, you know, they're like, why do you care, right? How many adjustable rate mortgages are there? Are? When we when we track the risk out there of you know default or you know payment shocks that could create default, 
we want to mm-hmm. see you know what share of the mortgage market could be uh, affected by that look back to yeah. the um you know great recession <laughs> we're just prior yeah. to the 15 year ago financial crisis we're not going to talk about what's happening today but um yeah the uh, look back there to 2007 and a huge uh share of uh, mortgages you know probably more i i don't have that number here but a large mm-hmm. share of mortgages were adjustable rate um and you know when rates were increasing then there was that payment shock. And not only that, they were negatively amortizing adjustable rate mortgages. So they weren't really paying any principal on their mortgages. And then they had a rate shock and then a lot of people got in a lot of trouble then. Let's touch on what negative amortization is. At its most basic, negative amortization happens when the total loan payment is less than the interest charged. That means the amount a borrower owes continues to go up because they are not paying enough interest. During the 2008 housing crisis, the International Monetary Fund cited the prevalence of this type of loan as a contributor to the crisis. Such loans were marketed with their low monthly interest payments. However, this payment schedule would eventually change when borrowers would need to begin paying principal, leaving many owing more than the original value of the loan. So the arms we're talking about today are not those kind of uh mortgages, they are definitely uh, uh, much better underwriting on the ones we're talking about today. Got it. Got it. I don't it. want to send everybody into a panic about what <laughs> about, <laughs> about a repeat of what we saw in, in 07. But yeah, so volatile. And yes, we, we don't want to scare anybody here. But, you know, I think of where we are currently in our state of the world and with just with the recent collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, we are seeing that the interest rates are starting to decrease and we're starting to see a little bit better rates than we did even a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, for sure. Um, is that now changing the number of, of home buyers that we're seeing? Are there more people jumping in? Are people tracking it that closely that they're like, oh, rates are down now. Let me jump in and try and find a house now. Yeah, I, I think people are tracking it that closely. What May Claire and Molly are talking about is about to be really interesting for first-time homebuyers and repeat homebuyers alike. However, we'll pick up the conversation next week in part two. See you there. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Devenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, our facts guru Erica Stanley, and social media duo Sarah Buck and Michaela Brooks. Tune in next time for another core conversation.